good morning everybody on this beautiful Thursday it's called Maundy Thursday um I should know why it's called Maundy Thursday but it's it is about the day the queen gives arms to to people uh and it, goes, it must be long history about all of that but anyway uh, for us it is the eve of Good Friday and so we as you know are live from our studio <laughs> in our home in West London. Um, we haven't been out at all. We just pop ahead outside for a bit. I hope to get a bit of time today just to step out of the back door at least and see if I can just get a bit of fresh air. Um, but anyway, I hope that you are also self-isolating in, in, in a way to be, to be safe and that you have all that you need uh, at your disposal and that you have people who are taking care of you. Our cell leaders, if you have a particular need, be in touch please with your cell leader through other cell members. If you're not part of a cell and you want to be, there is a cell response form and we can actually give you some numbers where you can contact us directly. And we have a, a mobile phone here which is receiving WhatsApp and text messages only. You can contact us through that and we'll pass on the information to help you find a cell and that number is 07570-261-697 and then there is also a pastoral care hotline which actually will be answered it's a phone which you ring and somebody will answer you it really is just basically the old KT reception number and that's the number you've had all along but I've just made sure you understand that that is the right number to call for all of your pastoral care needs and that number is 020-7908-1700 020-7908-1700 and check out all the other information we have for you on the website now as we come this morning uh, we 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 have a lot of sadness really to 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 share with you i don't know if you remember the the, the pastor from Ireland, from Northern Ireland, Pastor Edwin Cotter. Uh, he passed away last evening at uh, 9.15. And he had a remarkable testimony. And we are, we're going to put that testimony on our hashtag KT uh, without walls. Uh, and he had, he had a sense of a, of a, of a uh, not, he had a, he had a relapse. Therefore, he, he was getting better for a while. And, but still a, a wonderful testimony and, and we're, we're very, very sad about that when we lose a colleague from the ministry. And then also there are other, there's other news that we heard. Uh, will you share with us, please, Amanda? Yes, there's sad news about our own congregation. Two members of our congregation went to be with their Lord yesterday and that's very sad. I'm not going to mention their names because some people haven't been told who are actually close to these members. But we're going to pray for their families. And uh, we're also going to pray for one of our very active cell leaders who is really very ill in Charing Cross Hospital, was rushed in two days ago. And um, we're going to pray for her as well. Her name is Julie. So we're going to pray for her and many others who are ill in the fellowship in the congregation. Yeah. So we're going to pray for all of those. So before you pray, Amanda, if if you will be kind enough to pray for the families of those. Bereaved. And also for those who 
who are still uh, critically ill. I, I wanted to share with you, it's not in our Bible reading for today, and but we, we will come to the Bible reading for today. There's some important things to share with you about that. But, you know, this is John chapter 14, a very well-known portion of Scripture. Jesus is spending his final moments knowing that they are soon going to be bereaved. Uh, and Jesus knew the whole story. He knew he was going to the cross, that this was, this was till we meet again, till we meet again. Uh, and the queen used that expression, uh, which was taken from the Second World War, from that old war song, which Vera Ling, Lin sang, we'll meet again, don't know where, don't know when. And it was the hope that people during wartime, during tragedy, that the, their loved ones, they would be, they would meet their loved ones. And of course, many of them didn't uh, because they never came home from the war. But only we as believers can say, for certain, we will we meet, meet again. again. And we will meet again because Jesus said so. John 14, verse 1, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. Where is home? Home is not this earth. Home is not even this body. Home is where Jesus is. And Jesus is waiting for us at home. And he was comforting them in advance of that separation. He knew that they were going to struggle. And so he says, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. What an extraordinary statement. How can they say that Jesus was just a religious teacher? Believe in God, believe in me. He is he's saying, I am the sent one of God and I will take you to the Father. I will take you home. Jesus will take us home. But where is home here? He says, in my father's house are many rooms. Now, the, the, the word here for dwelling place is... Is not a permanent dwelling place. It's the same word that they used for an inn. You, you might call what are what are the famous inns we have? I don't mean a holiday inn, but Premier Inn. Premier Inn and uh -huh. the, those kind of places, yes. right? Um, and you go there, and there, there's a good standard. I stayed in quite a few of them on the road, but it's not our permanent home. So when we go to a place <coughs> like that. It's, it's a home, it's a temporary home, but the real home 
is elsewhere. This is the word that Jesus is using. He's saying, I have made a temporary dwelling. It is an, a beautiful place for you where there's plenty of room for you. And that's where you will be. That's where our loved ones are now. But that's not the end. That's not the, their final home. It's not our final home. And we know that the final home will be when God himself makes his dwelling, his home amongst us. God will dwell amongst his people. Heaven will come down to earth and there will be a, a, a connection, an open heaven and an open earth together, just as it was in the Garden of Eden. And so that is the future dwelling. It's called the new Jerusalem, the new heavens and the new earth. So we, this is real, brothers and sisters. Jesus says, believe me, trust me on this one. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And so trust me, he says, I have prepared a place for you. And I will come to receive you to myself. So if we if we die before Jesus returns, that will be our home, temporary home, until the final home is established. And so we have that as a comfort. So would you pray, please, Amanda? Thank you. Father, we come before you this morning and we want to pray for those, Lord, who have lost loved ones yesterday. Father, we pray for the family of this pastor in Northern Ireland, Father. We pray, Lord God, that you would comfort them at this time, that you would sustain them, Lord. There are children in that family. So, Father, we pray for his wife and for the children and, Lord, for the extended family of parents and siblings and everyone else lord god almighty we ask that in your mercy you would draw close to them father god that you would comfort them that you would sustain them at this time lord that you would just be there for them yes just presence yourself amongst them lord god that they whilst they mourn quite legitimately lord may they know the peace of god as it talks about in philippians 4 may they know that peace to really abide within them to really sustain them through this difficult time lord we just lift them before you and ask lord be with them and also father god we pray for the family the two sons and their respective families of alison chan one of our own congregation one of our seniors who went to be with the lord yesterday father we pray that you would provide a way for her sons to get back into the uk from hong kong from canada Lord, that you would open up the way that they could be here to do what they need to do, Father. Lord, we pray for your comfort for them also. And also for the family of Daisy Wright, Father God. We pray for Tony and we pray for the extended family there, that you would comfort them, Lord. And Father, we just pray, Lord God, that there would be something that they would know something of the uniqueness of the presence of God in their life at this time, Father. Praying also for Evelyn Keiko, that was, she's married now, but I can't think of her married name, but it doesn't matter. We're praying for Evelyn as she, her grandmother, went to be with the Lord in the early hours of this morning. Father, we pray for all these people, Lord God, and we just pray that in their sorrow, you would be their joy, Lord, that you would meet them in their sorrow. We pray that as, you know, your word says that you 
comfort us in our time of you comfort us continuously but especially in our time of need lord reach out to these families we pray in jesus name let there be the friends and the neighbors and the extended families who will be in contact with them to support them through all of this and father we want to lift to you julie our cell leader father god We pray for her. We lift her to you this morning, Lord God Almighty. And we pray, Father, for a miraculous healing in her life. We pray as she lies there in that bed. It's not not coronavirus. It's something totally different. Father, we pray that you would just restore her, Lord. Restore her, Father God. Heal her. Heal her body. Heal her mind at this time, Lord God, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. And amen. You know, we'll pray uh, later for some of the others. Yes, and we're also also going to come down and pray very strongly for for our our prime minister. But I'm just really quite quite moved this morning. I am very sad. I am very emotional. And that's natural human tenderness and compassion. But there's something else going on in my spirit. I'm feeling the travail of the Holy Spirit. As we pray, Jesus weeps. The shortest verse in the Bible. John chapter 11. Jesus wept. I'm, it's verse 35, two words, Jesus wept. Also in verse 38, Jesus deeply moved again, deeply moved. John eleven, thirty-eight. This is Jesus at the tomb of Lazarus. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Jesus knew what he was going to do just a few moments after his expression of grief. He knew he was going to raise Lazarus, but he didn't say, oh, (laughs) come on, everybody, back up. It's okay. I'm here. It's all going to be all right. No, Jesus went through the full range of all human emotions. Don't ever be afraid of human emotion. Let your emotions be emotions that are appropriate to the truth and the experience that we have in Christ. Jesus wept. And then it says he was moved, deeply moved again. If he's deeply moved again, it must be referring to that deep Moved, being deeply moved before when he was weeping. So this was now not just a human emotion. This was a spiritual travail. The word deeply moved here means, means a deep groaning in the, in the spirit, in his spirit. It's similar to Romans chapter 8, where we uh, are unable sometimes to express words of intercession and the spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be articulated. This is travail. And I believe God is going to 
lead us into travail. And this is beyond emotional, human emotions of grief and mourning, which these emotions are correct and leg legitimate, though we don't grieve as those who have no hope. But there is a deeper grieving. It's the grieving of the Holy Spirit over our hearts, over our lives, over the brokenness, over the separation, over the sinfulness, over the waywardness of all humanity. Not just because of the physical and emotional suffering, yes, that too, but because of the spiritual separation. And out of this kind of intercession, out of our tears, out of our natural emotions of groaning and mourning, will come a supernatural spirit of intercession with intercession of the Spirit of God through the Spirit of travail. And that Spirit of travail is there. And travail is the same word used for a woman going through labor pains. And when there are labor pains, they are there for a purpose to push forth new life. And the labor pains of the old creation are the very pains which will bring the old creation bring to birth the new creation and so as we labor and travail in the spirit god is going to give us a new creation experience where his life is going to come into our hearts and lives in a new way at a greater level of depth this is the outworking of the promised renewal that god is sending we're in the midst of it we're in the midst of it this renewal was going to be quite unlike anything we ever had. And we couldn't have even prepared, have prepared for it. But here it is. It's upon us. We're in travail. But the travailing is the birth of something new. Before we come back to pray for some of those things that we've just lined up to pray for, I want to pray for you right now. Would you be so kind as to stretch your hand towards or if you're holding your mobile, hold it up. Or, or if you're watching on computer, stretch your hands forward. I, I, you know, I guess there's 100, 120 people watching us right now, usually, but as it's usually the case. But I want to pray that you would receive the spirit of travail. If you are here out of the thousands of people who connect with us through our live streams and in the churches Sunday by Sunday, you are here. 120 people or something like that. And God is calling you to stand with us in a spirit of travail and to receive a spirit of travail and intercession. Yes, there will be weeping. Yes, there will be mourning but and tears enduring for a night. But joy comes in the morning. And in the morning of the new day, the dawn of a new day, there will be a new creation experience yes, for you. You'll be brought closer into the reality of who you are in Christ. You will be brought closer into the reality of spiritual renewal and God is renewing your heart and Amen. God is renewing Amen. your life yes, and God is renewing your household. Yes, God Father. is renewing your finances. God Jesus. is renewing your body. God is renewing your soul and God is renewing your spirit mm -hmm. afresh today. Let travail come and let the new creation experience come forth in your life in jesus name amen amen and amen, amen. i want to pray for the prime minister then you yes. pray mm -hmm. for those other people <coughs> father
We lift up to you, our <clears throat> Prime Minister. We thank you for tentative news that there's been a little bit of improvement. But we know, Father, that this virus is a treacherous thing. And we pray there will be no relapse, yes, no Lord, sinking Jesus. back into more extreme symptoms. We pray that you would preserve the life of our Prime Minister. We pray, Father, that you will pour out your spirit upon him and those who are in medical care over him, uh, those who may know you uh, personally, who are attending to him, let them share Christ, even yes, if they're Lord. not at liberty to yes. speak. Let the love of Christ flow from them and let our prime minister come into an experience of the living God. Yes. And we ask, Father, more than anything else for his salvation, even we're not judging whether he is or isn't saved, but we ask, Father, that the full salvation that you have for him will be his and that you will deliver him mind, yes, body Lord. and mm. spirit and other members of the cabinet who are unwell, members of the opposition who are unwell. We pray, Father, for the protection of Her Majesty the Queen yes, and the Father, royal household. Yes. We ask, Father, that you would preserve our Queen and that we truly say in your name, long live the Queen. And we ask, Father, that your, your Holy Spirit will keep her and strengthen her as she is such an important person in our nation, the head of state, the head of the Anglican Church, a born-again, spirit-filled believer. Bless her and strengthen her, we pray in Jesus' name. We pray for the leaders of the church, for Amanda and myself and all those in leadership in different churches right across the nation. We pray you to give us, keep, keep us strong. We thank you, Father, for the many, many, many messages of affirmation, messages of thanks, messages of prayer, promise of prayer that we will be sustained during this time. And we thank you, Father, that you are drawing us together in the deepest, deepest spirit of unity yes, that we have Lord. ever had mm -hmm. and that no spirit of division or disunity will gain control over Jesus Kensington name. Temple's hearts and minds of her of the of KT people, London City Church people. And now, Father, we pray more particularly for people who need a touch from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And, you know, speaking, praying for Boris Johnson, I just had a text this morning from someone that this person's cell actually witnessed to Boris in 2012. So we just believe that some of the seed that was sown then together with other people that he will meet along the way will be instrumental in bringing him to faith. Just as Boris Johnson quote, I always feel bad when we pray publicly for members of the government assuming that they don't know Jesus you know yes. I think it is it's a little bit judgmental however uh, it's quite an amusing quote uh, Boris Johnson once talked about faith and he said um, my faith is like I forget whether it was Capital Radio or LBC Radio, uh, um, the, the reception of that radio station in the Chiltern Hills. I suppose that's where Boris Johnson hails from. And he, he said, it's like that radio signal. My faith comes and goes. And I don't quite know what he mean, meant by that. But anyway, we just pray that faith will come and stay. Amen. Yes, yes. Please pray, Amanda. Uh, this morning we want to pray. We're praying for one of our congregation again. There are many, but this has just come in again this morning. She's a doctor herself, Sasha, and she's been self-isolating for three weeks. And I understand that um, 
she had to have a, an ambulance at 11 p.m. last night and was oh, taken really? to hospital. I don't know if it is the coronavirus or not. So Sasha is in hospital. Yes, yeah, she went in at 11 p.m. last well, let's night. Let's pray for her, yes. Yeah. And also, uh, we're praying. There's various prayer requests. And again, I say, if your name isn't mentioned, know that you will be prayed for during the day. Uh, we've got uh, Estelle asking for prayer for her husband and her sons and a friend who is in hospital with coronavirus by the name of Anne. And... Um, yeah, we've got many prayer requests. Someone praying who's got very bad toothache, Andrew, and he can't see a dentist, so he's in considerable yeah. pain. And many more prayer requests. Yeah, we're so dependent on the Lord. And just let me add one other name into that. That's Dr. Taiwo, who's a GP, uh, one of the, our cell leaders. And I was speaking to him this morning and talking to him. He's working from GP surgery, and he's not necessarily right in the front line of primary care. But the GP's works are absolutely overloaded, their, their, their worksheets. And then all the others in the National Health Service who are in the medical profession, caring profession, whether they're social workers, whether they are probation officers, whether they are people who are in care homes, whether they are nursing, <laughs> nursing assistants, whether they are uh, GPs, whether they are surgeons, whether they're involved in primary care, every aspect of those, whether they are, I mean, just imagine one nurse to six people in critical care, and it's usually one-on-one, -on -one, and they're so over, over. So let's pray now. We've said enough. Let's pray. Can we round up those prayers? Thank you. Father, we come before you again, and Lord, we're conscious that without you, we are we can do nothing. But Father, we come to a loving Heavenly Father, one who promises, one who hears our prayers and promises to act in the best interest of that individual. Father, we come before we lift Sasha to you this morning, Lord yes, God. Lord. We don't know whether it's coronavirus. We don't know why she's been admitted to hospital. Mm -hmm. But Father God, we just bring her before you this morning, and we ask, Lord God, for your healing touch upon her life, Lord God. Whatever the symptoms are, whatever the illness is, Father, we ask you to intervene in Jesus' name. And we bring before you Andrew and uh, the request of Estelle for her daughters. We also bring before you the request for a GP yes. in, in the community who's pregnant and who's got underlying medical issues. Father, we bring these people before you, Father God, and we ask, Lord God, that you would just touch them Lord, with your healing touch, that you would protect those who need protection, Lord God. And Father, we know that each and every one of us needs protection from this virus. So Lord, we ask for your protection. And we think especially of everyone in the front line in NHS, whether that's in the wards, whether that's in the care homes or the people going in to care for elderly people in the home, wherever they are, Lord God, whatever service they're doing, Father, we ask for your protection over their life. We ask that you would just put a hedge of protection round about them, Lord God, that they would not fall victim to this virus. Lord, we just thank you for the people we've heard who've had the virus, those in our own congregation and who have made a full recovery. Father, we thank you and praise you for that. And we continue to pray for everyone in need this morning, thinking especially of the people linked into our own congregation, but wider than that. Lord God, we pray that you would just undertake and intervene in the most 
beautiful way that only you as our heavenly father can do amen. in jesus name we pray amen 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 now we are reading out for you uh, the uh, daily bible readings and they're available online if you go to the revival times online and there is a, a option there for you to look um, at the daily bible reading program for the month of April. And so today it's Joshua chapter 23, Jeremiah chapter 12, Acts chapter 3, and Matthew 26. Now, uh, time is gone and I will not uh, be able to spend much time on uh, talking about Matthew chapter 26. But I suggest that you spend time today in Matthew chapter 26, which begins, when Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said to his disciples, you know that after two days, the Passover is coming and the Son of Man <coughs> will be delivered up to be crucified. And then passage after passage here, section after section, talks about Jesus anointing at Bethany, Judas, his betrayal of Jesus, the Passover with the disciples, institution of the Lord's Supper, the foretelling of Peter's denial, Jesus praying in Gethsemane, betrayal and arrest of Jesus when he's arrested, Jesus before Caiaphas, the denial of Jesus by Peter. And uh, that is all of that. And then chapter 27, it goes on into more of the trial of Jesus. So, so today, Matthew 26, spend time in the presence of God reflecting and meditating on those verses and then tomorrow Matthew chapter 27 will take you right up to the crucifixion and on into the resurrection.